Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I actually am recording this the week before I put it out because I had something specific that I wanted to talk about, and that was today's lesson in the um, meditation book. So today's lesson was about never saying never. And that went right along with, so it's Thursday and this won't get posted till Tuesday, uh, where usually I actually podcast and post on the same day, but we're just gonna get a little ahead of ourselves here right now while I'm, while I'm on a roll. I saw a great quote yesterday that said, rereading the last chapter of your life instead of living the next chapter. Are you rereading the last chapter of your life instead of living the next chapter? And I did this. I have done this for so long. And I have to say there are days when I get my head kind of in a negative place about my family and my mother. I keep going back to that. You got to let it go. There is so much waiting for you in life. So much to do. But if you keep living in the past, if you keep bringing the mistakes and issues with you from the past instead of making them lessons and learning from them and then becoming wisdom. You caught the difference there, right? We don't want to drag the negative with us. That creates barriers and blockages and stops us from moving forward. We want to acknowledge that and bring the wisdom and the lessons forward. Then we're writing new chapters, we're making better decisions, we're creating better habits, and we have a more high-functioning life and a happier life. But let's go to the book about never saying never today, because this was really great. Um, Melody Beattie is someone that I read her, her book every day for uh, meditation. She does uh, sort of daily soul thoughts. She was saying in her, in her book, she went to lodge somewhere. I think this lady actually travels a lot around the United States and stays camps and things like that because she does a lot of stuff in state parks. I've noticed that throughout her book. Wouldn't exactly be my example. I would probably say, hey, I went to this hotel in Vegas. And uh, although the, you know, the lodgings are fine, the ambiance and the setting aren't exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm never going to stay here again or stay, in her case, I'm never staying in a state park again. And she jokes about how shortly after she finds herself at the Olympic State Park in Washington. I've done the same thing many, many times. We all have, we all have. The point of it is, by saying never, we cheat ourselves potentially out of new experiences. Now, here's what she had to say, she goes, it wasn't the finest, quietest, um, sorry. She went to the state park. She had swore she was never going to stay in a one. But then at this park, she found that it was the finest, quietest, and most healing of places she had ever encountered. Well, if she had kept her barriers up and that word never was, you know, held to her like a lifeline, she wouldn't have had that experience. I as well have had many, many times um, in my life where this has been, uh, been an issue. In fact, just as a little segue, someone was uh, talking about how they didn't want to be like their parent the other day. And I remember giving them some, just some wisdom to say, you know what? 
that's not how you need to think. I was very fortunate enough in my 20s to be at a coaching uh, course of some sort and the speaker from the stage gave me a piece of advice that has stuck with me forever. I've always had issues with my mom. We have a completely dysfunctional relationship. There is underlying emotions and nonsense there and hurt from her past that I am not even privy to and it shows in her relationship with me and, and how poorly she treats me. That's fine. But I was deciding that in my head that I didn't want to be like her. That was my only goal. I'm not going to be like my mother. And this coach said, no. What you want to choose is who you want to be. I choose to be A, B, and C. The second you choose negatively, I'm not going to be like my mother, you are going to invite all those behaviors and all those attitudes and all that stuff you don't want to be like straight into your life because it's what you're focusing on. That's I guess ties in a little bit to the law of attraction. What we focus on is what shows up. So if you're focusing on all the negative and all the things you don't want to be like, uh, you've got a problem and you need to fix that ASAP, okay? There's podcasts I've done on that subject that we're not going to go into that in depth today. What you need to focus on is what you do want out of your life, what you do want to uh, materialize, what you want to attract. And that changed my life because actually after that, between my late 20s and right through my 30s, I worked very hard at having a relationship with my family and with my mother in particular, and I did pretty good at it. Things, fortunately, uh, as people got older and my sister got into some other issues that she has, uh, things fell apart in their 40s, but for a while, and now they're, now they're getting back again to being a little more, my sister and I have no relationship anymore, but my mom and I now have a relationship. Is it perfect? No, but I've just accepted that she is who she is. This is the stage of life she's in, and um, you know, she doesn't have a lot of good years left. Her memory is going, so I've made a choice to be her daughter in a way that I feel is supportive and loving, regardless of the past hurts and, and, the, uh, and, the, tra and the transgressions. Same thing in my late tw 20s and through my 30s. I had the tools now to create a relationship that I did want. Was it perfect? No. Did I get what I needed out of it? No. But I also had let go of my expectations about that. So that I never phrase left my vocabulary. Now, I never eat green beans <laughs> and that's not going to change. Whole story, threw them all up at the dining room table when I was in grade one. They, I loathe them. The texture, the taste, the second they touch my tongue, if they're in something and they're in my mouth, I have to spit it out. Like, honestly, it's like a phobia. Okay, so I'm never going to eat green beans, even though I have to say there has been a time or two I have gagged them down in a public situation. Not to hurt someone's feelings, but I got to say, 99.9% .9 of the time, if I can get them off my plate or without anybody noticing and not eating them without anybody noticing, I do. I never cook them. I never eat them. Not quite the same thing. I hope you're finding the levity in that comment that this is not the same as creating limiting beliefs in your life and putting up barricades. Never sets up resistance. It challenges your life. It challenges fates and it closes doors. Never, the word never is dogmatic and judgmental. Right out of the gate, you've set up a post, a block, a door that will stop you from moving forward in certain areas of your life. It may not stop you moving forward altogether, but you immediately with that word have created a resistance in your life, okay? Right out of the gate. 
When we say never, it's sometimes because we have prejudged a thing without experiencing it. My granddaughter, who is seven, is spectacular at this. I don't like that. How do you know you've never eaten it? I don't like it. Well, in grandma's house, she's tasting it. And she gets an explanation of what it is, why it's good, why I think it's good, why she might find it good, you know, whatever, why it's healthy for you. I'm a bit of a health nut, that sort of thing. It's very important that we teach our children not to start adapting this behavior because they're looking for, remember, children are looking for their way. So every time they say things like that, they're trying to find security in their path. They're omitting things so that they can cling to things. Did you catch that? They're omitting to cling. This is my known world and I like it here. I don't want that. I don't like that. I'm never going to have that. But that is part of their personality. Your job as a parent is to stop that in its tracks and keep introducing them to new experiences, new emotions, new foods, new, new people, whatever it, new ideas, new learning, new languages, new food, whatever it might be. Their minds are little sponges. Okay. But if you're a parent that is stuck in this, you're going to let your children behave this way as well. And that is not helping our world or your life or theirs at all. No one's growing, no one's getting wiser, no one's thinking big picture when everybody shut down with their resistance and their never words everywhere, okay? Other times we say never because in the past, a particular experience with a place or a person was unpleasant, like the green beans. To say never means we're expecting all those similar, similar experiences to be unpleasant. Now I have to tell you, maybe it's psychological, but when that green bean goes in my mouth, I still can't stand the texture on my teeth and I still can't stand the taste. I have tried. I have tried. Like for instance, Brussels sprouts. Don't like those. My husband loathes them like I loathe green beans. But I have gone out of my way to try them in salads, cook them in bacon fat, blah. They're still kind of gross, but I'll eat them if they're served, if I absolutely have to. I tried to stay very open to creating a different experience with a Brussels sprout, but still not my favorite thing, but I tried. Beans, still a never, not gonna lie, it's a never. So if we are sitting in our lives and we keep expecting that same result, experience, emotion to come because we've had it once before, what if you're in a different place now? What, if it's about, what about if the person bringing this experience to your life is a different person than the person before and they handle it differently? What if this business opportunity is different this time around? It's a different business. It's, it's, you know, it actually can make money. There are different people you're doing business with. If your answer is never again, you are closing yourself down to immense possibilities. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to stay safe. We learn from experiences and if you have had something where you say, I'm never letting that happen again because something really, really bad happened, like really bad, then great. You, you do have a point. You need to keep that learning experience in place so that you do not repeat the same mistakes. But that can be very different than you protecting your emotions because something happened and you don't want to feel that way again. That could be a lack of a growth experience. You might be in a different place now where that same experience, you have the maturity and the wisdom to deal with it and a different outcome can come from it. But only you can be aware of that. And only you can open yourselves up just that little bit. Doesn't it? Don't open the floodgates, especially if there's been some pain or something in the past. 
just keep an open mind to hear the information, then make a decision whether you want to walk into the situation. Okay. That is growth and learning. And that's not letting never run your life. My point that I was just making actually is exactly what I wanted to say was it doesn't leave room for change or new or different experiences. It doesn't leave room for change or new or different experiences. Now I'm the queen of new experiences. I have recognized that about myself. I've had enough feedback from other people that I also realize that isn't the norm for most people. There's a reason people come to me for information because they know I might have gone out and found out about it because I am a junkie for information. I'm a junkie for doing it better. I don't want to recreate the wheel. I just want to learn to make a better wheel. It is an innate part of my personality, something I suppressed for a long time to fit in, gain my family's approval. Uh, I let go of all of that. I do not care what people think of me these days. Granted, I still want to present a, you know, a groomed professional, uh, thoughtful, caring persona to the world, but it's more authentic. It's who I truly am. I enjoy those things in my life. I, in, I, I, I relate to people better now. I want them to find joy and happiness and to learn and grow. I don't want to be their crutch. That's why I do not take deal with clients or take keep people in my life that I'm an enabler. I literally cut those people out. I can't people cannot change people that don't want to to change. Uh, the ebook that I'm editing right now for the website. The number one high functioning habit is choice. So those of you that are waiting for this, because I've been once again nine months have gone by and my website guys and got this done. A lot of excuses, a lot of reasons, but we're getting there. And most of it's mine. I have let life step in. But that being said, if you're waiting for it and you download it when it goes live sometime soon, do not expect a list of do A, B, C, and D, and you will be higher functioning. They are a lot of the things I talk about in the ebook are intangible, but the number one is choice. So my podcast from last week was about the fact that I mentioned that we had a young man in our house that is bipolar and went off his meds and he was an alcoholic. Well, he doesn't want to go into rehab and get better. He wants people to listen to him whine and uh, complain about his situation, which is why his family's cut him off. They won't let him move home, won't have anything to do with him. We helped as much as we could. He couldn't stay in our home. And the second night that he wasn't here, he phoned me and drunk as a skunk, even though he's an alcoholic and shouldn't be drinking, just so that I, he could talk to me and I could listen to all his excuses. Well, he didn't get any sympathy with that one. He got encouragement and uh, sympathy is not the word I'm looking for, some compassion, but he needs to make a choice to change. And if that doesn't change, then I will block him and he will no longer be able to contact me because I am not into anybody in my life, whether it be client uh, or friend that needs someone to enable their bad behavior and them not wanting to change. That is something I have very hardcore given up in my life in a really big way. You might think that's cold and calculating of me, but I have goals and things I need to accomplish in this universe and people I need to help. And I can't help those of you that want more in your life. If all my time and energy is being sucked uh, down by people that just want sympathy.
I'm not being utilized by the universe in that environment at all. And that was something that I really had to learn to let go of and not have guilt about. Okay. Very, very hard for me. So in closing, learn from the past, but trust yourself, trust your experiences, even the ones that haven't worked for you. But please don't say never stay open to all the universe holds. And I want to reiterate this. If you keep rereading the last chapter of your life, instead of living the next chapter, you're going to get nowhere. Let's move on to the next chapter together. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.